0: Hi there, you're listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. TCC, a home for you. And good morning. You, Pastor Trish. I am so honored and privileged to bring you the word today. We are ending our series, our I Am series, and we're going to end with my, one of my most favorite topics, which is I Am the Lord, Your Healer. And um, I have been a recipient of healing. I have prayed for people, um, and they've been healed. And I've been able to apply I am the Lord, your healer, to many aspects of my life, to a broken heart, a broken relationship, um, anything broken in your life. I am the Lord, your healer, is here to heal you. He is here to meet that need. So it is my honor to bring you this message today. I strongly believe in divine healing because like like I said, I've been a recipient of it. I've been a recipient of it where I instantly get healed. I've been a recipient where I've been healed throughout. One of them, my psoriasis was like for 30 years. And I wasn't that diligent with my prayer on that one, but he still healed me. And I know, and I know that I know that I know today that God heals. What does the Bible say about healing? In Exodus, if you have your your Bibles or if you wanna look up there, In Exodus 15, this is what the Bible says about healing. Exodus 15. If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will not... Put none, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put in the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. I am the Lord your healer is what I refer to God when I need him. When I am in need, I, it is his name. It is like my kids call me mom. Sometimes Derek calls me wife, and he does, <laughs> and sometimes my dad calls me daughter, and that is what God is. God has many names, as Marge is going to tell us throughout the year in, in her class. But Jehovah Rafi, the Lord is my healer. So when I need healing, I just say, the Lord is my healer. I need you to come. And I can guarantee you that he is still the Lord, our healer. Isaiah 53 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. That means the punishment that brought us peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. This July, my daughter had her first baby. It's my first granddaughter. I have two grandsons. And she came into the world. um, She's a bold little one. But she came into the world with very adverse effects. uh, Very adverse adversity. That's her. She looks like me, doesn't she? (laughs) she doesn't she has blue eyes just like mine right yeah so princess Ari is what we call her her name is Ariana but we call her Ari and she was born on July 9th to my daughter and this is my daughter Annalisa and she looks like me (laughs) so it was July 9th and she came uh, three weeks early Under a lot of adverse conditions and at first when she was born we were excited and the doctor said listen we're gonna take her up to the NICU and it's just for observations I don't want you to be worried there's nothing to be alarmed about we're just gonna take her up for observations so the nurses took her to the place where they were cleaning her up and as they were cleaning her up one of the nurses spotted something which was her labored breathing and called the doctors back down again and they said uh, the doctor came back to my daughter as my daughter was holding her and she they said we need to observe her again And they observed her further and they said listen, we're taking her up not for observations But we are going to admit her uh, We don't know if it's going to be a few days or how long it's going to be but I just want you to know that um, It's it's okay. She will she will get better. So they took her from my daughter And I don't know you mothers in here, when they rip a baby out of your arms, you know what that's like. And she just looked like like this, and that was my daughter, right? So they took the baby up there, but God was good. God was working. Her first nurse, the baby's first nurse, was my daughter's nursing buddy when they were going through nursing school. And the second nurse who just happened to be working that weekend was our very own spirit-filled Krista Demedio, And she was there with her. Yeah, that was God. That was so God who gave my daughter and son-in-law so much comfort during that time. At one point, Krista said, you need to go home and just get yourself some rest. So she came home. And my daughter is a strong individual. She could be in a room full of crying people, crying for a movie, and my daughter would be, she goes, I want to cry, but I can't. She's just, we called her Rocky because she was just like a stone, right? So there's my daughter standing in my kitchen, and all of a sudden she starts to boo-hoo and, and just yelping, and, and I've never seen her like that at all since she was a little kid and there's my daughter and i I stood up from the kitchen table and I was mad at the enemy I was mad at the enemy for what he was doing to her so I stood there and I said honey look at me look at me, and I grabbed her from the arms, and I said, do you believe that Jesus can heal Ari? She said, yes. Do you believe in divine healing? Yes. Have you witnessed divine healings? When they were little, I would take them with me to meetings and put them in the front row. So they witnessed it. So they knew. I said, have you seen your mom pray for people, and they've recovered? She said, yes. I said, then I've got this. Do you trust me? She said, yes. I've got this. You have got to trust me. I will take it up to the Lord. I will personally pray over her. I've got this. Do you trust me? And she said, yes. I said, now go be with your baby. I've got this. So she leaves. I go to my office. I close the door, and I go, oh, Lord, what's going on? And instantly, it was not an audible voice, but it might as well could have been. Instantly, God said, do you trust me? And I said, yes, Lord, I do. He goes, I've got this. So I knew that I knew that I am the Lord, your healer, was there. I knew that I knew that I am the Lord, your healer, will continue to be there. I knew that I knew that he had this. And, and you know, I wish I could say that. She went back to the hospital, and they had taken her off all the breathing machines, the feeding tubes, everything, and she came home the next day. But she didn't. She didn't. But I stood on that word that God said, do you trust me? And I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know, but I feel that that word is for somebody. Do you trust him? Do you know that he has this? Whatever it is, I am the Lord, your healer can mend relationships. He can mend your broken heart. He can mend your body. He can mend anything because I am the Lord, your healer. So, What happened, and then immediately after that, my friend, and I have an intercessor friend that lives in D.C., she called me, and she says, we're taking authority over this right now. Go get in your office. I said, I'm already here, honey. So we prayed, and I knew it was signed, sealed, and delivered. So I came out, and I will tell you part two of the story at the end. This will guarantee that you'll stay, right? (laughs) Jesus still heals today. He still heals today. There are some reason, there are reasons why people don't get healed. And you know why? I think it's because there's some wrong teachings out there. And I'm going to go over three. Not necessarily in the order of importance. But there are some wrong teachings. Number one is that healing is not for today. That it was only for Bible times. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Because if you see in the Bible, what did Jesus do more than anything? He went around. Matthew 9.35 says... And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. In other versions, it says all disease and all afflictions. Afflictions are things that bother you. Afflictions are broken hearts. Afflictions are things that that distract you. Afflictions can be a number of things. But Jesus went about and healed every disease and every affliction, all disease, all afflictions, not a few, not some, all. And you know what all means? It means all, yes. It means all. Nothing missing, nothing broken. It means all. Jesus still heals today. I can assure you that God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. God wants you so healed that He sent His Son. His one and only son so he could die on the cross, not just for your sins, but so that he bore the stripes on his back so you could be healed. That's how much Jesus wants you to be healed. In the Old Testament, he healed Miriam and Naaman of leprosy. He raised the widow's son from the dead. He raised the Syrophoenician's son from the dead. I am the Lord your healer is willing and wanting to heal you today psalm 103 verse 2 and 3 bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquity who heals all your disease there's the word again what is it all oh good you're listening Number two, the other reason, the Lord uses sickness as a punishment. I have a hard time believing that God will use sickness as a punishment because he said in Isaiah 54.3, he took the punishment of our sins was upon him. He sent his son to be punished so that he wouldn't have to punish us. Yes, and sometimes we endure certain afflictions because of the type of sin or the things that we do and how we open the door to the enemy, but it did not come from God. God does not use sickness as a punishment. Number three, you have to earn your healing. And pastor said earlier, some of you say, you know, I've been bad and and I don't deserve this. No, God didn't, Ephesians 2.8 says... Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved, by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. Salvation. We all know that Jesus came to forgive us of our sins, that he went to the cross for our sins. Do we know that he went to the cross for our diseases and our sicknesses and our afflictions? And you might say, well, that that verse right there, Pastor Trish, talks about salvation, not healing. Well, let me tell you about what the Greek word for salvation is. And I like to go back to the original language because I'm bilingual, and I know when you translate something, you always lose something in the translation. But when you interpret it, you don't lose the meaning. And this is the true meaning. So I am interpreting what salvation is. The Greek word for salvation is sozo. Oh, such a cool word, isn't it? Sozo, such an amazing word. What does sozo mean? Look, at this. It means to save, cured, ensure salvation, get well, heal, made whole, preserved, recover, restore, and save. Ha, the cross covered it all. It covered your sins. It covered your afflictions. It covered your diseases. It covered family curses. It covered it all. So when uh, Ephesians says, by grace you have been saved, by faith, nothing you could do could ever earn this. For it was a love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So that number three thing, no. No. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything but believe and receive. Amen? Jesus spent most of his time healing people. And I love that scripture. Can you put it again? Matthew 9. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. And something interesting about Jesus, he did not heal the same way twice. He's used methods that were the same, but he did not heal the same twice. He told the cripple, get up and take up your bed and walk. He laid hands on one of the lepers, and he recovered. He did it. He spoke it to the centurion's uh, servant, and he didn't even go to the house. He did it so many different ways. In Mark, if you would turn to Mark, this is um, a, a wonderful story there. There were some people brought to him, a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. Oh, the faith of the people. They knew, right? They didn't have the Bible and they still knew to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, "Ephphatha," which means be opened. At this the man's ears were opened. And his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak. Imagine the sound. He spit. Imagine if you came up here for prayer and I spit in your tongue. It's kind of like we were making out, right? It was like we would be like this. But yet these men, these men allowed Jesus to spit, right? John 9 says, with a man born blind, then Jesus spat on the ground and made some clay with his saliva. To make clay, you're, just not, you're not just going to go, you're going to go, again and again and again until you get enough clay for two eyes. That was some massive spit. And Jesus put it in his eyes, and the man led him. There might have been some green stuff in there. We don't know. But he did, and God, Jesus put it in his eyes, and then Jesus said to the blind man, now go and wash the clay from your eyes in the ritual pool of Siloam. So he went and washed his face, and as he came back, he could see for the first time in his life. Let me tell you something. Back in the day, back in that day, if you were crippled, if you were blind, if you were deaf, if you were mute, people would spit at you. They'd walk by and they would spit at you because they thought that either you were in sin or your parents were in sin or you were a curse. And they would spit at you because you deserved it. But God used the very source of pain that they had experienced their whole life. The scorn, the ridicule, the bullying. God used that very thing to deliver them, to heal them. The woman with a hem of her garment. The woman. The woman. Her garments, she had a bleeding issue. She went through garments all day long. How did she get healed? By touching his garment. Isn't that just like God? God, he's so amazing. And these people knew they had so much faith in him to be able to do that. The leper that he healed, nobody touched lepers. They had to live on the outside, the outskirts of the town. What did Jesus do? Jesus touched the leper man, and he was healed. He used the thing that brought them all, that discouragement, that brought them the pain, the isolation. He used the source of their pain to bring forth their delivery. Because God does things so differently than we do, amen? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He does things differently. And I am here to tell you from experience that God does not heal the same. I've been through, uh, I've been, I was in this women's aglow, and it was like a circuit, and they would all go to each other's aglows, and when um, they would see a speaker, they, they had booked me for the whole year, and they said, now I want you to do exactly what you did over there. I said, I, I, I would love to, but I can't, because it's not up to me, it's up to God, I'm, I'm here to pray for you, and it's up to him how he heals you, when he heals you, amen he doesn't heal the same twice. But you know why I believe that more people don't get healed? We are in a society that has the best technology, the best medical facilities, the most brilliant doctors, and yet an